In today's episode, we're speaking to Tess Figueroa. Tess is a soul-powered executive coach, and she addresses conflict many executives face between mind and heart, soul and ego. As a former financial controller and director of finances, Tess guides executives, leaders, and change makers to shift from fear power to soul power so they can fulfill their unique mark in the world. Soul power is the revolution that helps leaders achieve financial freedom and abundance, master productivity and creativity, and gain true wealth and happiness in a way that feels good and right without compromising in a conflict. Let's speak to Tess and find out how she changed her life by changing her mindset. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm so excited. I'm speaking to the beautiful, the charming, the wonderful Tess Mergara. Hopefully you pronounced her name correctly. Hi, Tess. You did very well. Thank you so much. Hi, glad to be here. Thank you so much for being our guest today, Tess. Um, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do. What I do. You know how sometimes you feel completed, conflicted inside. There's parts of me that wants this, parts of me that wants this, parts of me just want to die inside. That's exactly <laughs> what happened to me. So that's where I come in is how do you reconcile? How do you harmonize your your own self and pick up pieces of yourself that you may have denied, repressed, suppressed, oppressed, or have not allowed to blossom yet and bring to life because of fear and whatnots. And so how do you pick up those pieces reconcile them, make it, you know, this one beautiful expression of you that is solidified, that is cohesive, that's not fighting against each other, that knows the role of each one, how they are a gift, and they're all a gift to us. But sometimes we turn away from them because we're so afraid of what's going to happen. And so that's what I do is I help conflicted, anguished souls to really step into their power. Wow, what a wonderful task to do to to accomplish. So um, Tess, tell us, how did you get into this line of work? How did it all begin for you? Talk us through your journey. Well, I was at the height of my career as an accountant, you know, nearly 30 years. I I had everything going for me, but I was so miserable inside. And I know you've heard of so many stories like that. So miserable. And then I came across Gary Vaynerchuk uh, quote or a meme of him, like, how many millionaires do you know are ha- are happy? None of them. And so that actually explained, you know, explains how I felt when I was at the height of my career. And I couldn't drink myself to better thinking. I couldn't drink because my father was an alcoholic. Mm. And I made, I promised myself, I will not a drop of alcohol 
because I knew I grew up with how devastating it, it is and how debilitating it is. I can't talk today, sorry. How debilitating it is to have alcohol consume you and take over your life. Mm. I couldn't take medication, antidepressant, because if, if pharmaceuticals work, my mother would have been better. So mm-hmm. I saw my mom be like a medicine cabinet and I hear her say over and over and again, my medicine, my medication is my life. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. And these are decisions that I did at a very young age, observing these things. I didn't know, you know, but then when it came to my own thing, I couldn't even... <laughs> I couldn't even hide. I could, you know, under medication and alcohol. I wish I did. It would have been, you know, in my mind back then, it would have been simpler. But uh, so I had to face my demons. But before that, I just wanted to check out because it was so miserable, so Mm -hmm. miserable to be here, even at the height of my career, even, you know, when I should have been enjoying life, um, Mm -hmm. enjoying the fruits of my labor. So that's what happened to me in my 40s. I just hit a wall. Mm -hmm. I was a finance director and I couldn't even get myself to work on time. And, and, And my boss said, well, just come in anytime. Just talk to the girls and then you can take work and bring it home and do it in your own time. I still couldn't do that. You know, I... I would be driving to work and I would stop in, uh, I would stop to just close my eyes because I couldn't, like my, my, my eyes would be blurry. I Mm. couldn't drive. It was so blurry. I couldn't see the computer. So I was procrastinating a lot. There were so so many things going on in my body that I did not understand back Mm. then and manifestations that, Hey, there's so much more ahead of you don't say you're going to die an accountant because you know there's so much more that you're here to do than just be an accountant than just be a wife than just be a mom Mm. you know but but I didn't understand that at that point in time of my life like I worked for this why is it miserable to be on this spot I didn't understand back then Mm. I I totally understand that so what so now that you had this realization, what did you do about it? Oh, at first I wanted to just check out. I I was so depressed. Uh, I burnout hit me. See, when when you started doubting yourself and started uh, self loathing and judging mm. yourself, um, it's a very yeah. slippery uh, spiral downwards. Very much. So. Oh my god, it, it, it went so fast uh, because I, I felt like I didn't have a purpose in life. So the, I I was not feeling sustained anymore. I can talk about this now, but back then I didn't understand. And I was raising my hand. I was telling mm-hmm. people, "Hey, I'm I'm really depressed." Mm-hmm. Uh, and all they said was, "Oh, you come on, you're gonna get over it very yeah. fast because you because you're what have you got to be upset person. about? You've got an amazing career, amazing family. You're doing well. What have you yeah. got to be uh, yes uh, sad about? Yeah. Yeah. You're a fighter. You're a trailblazer. Um, yeah. uh, you know. So they they just poo pooed my cry for help. Mm. Um, it's, it wasn't like I was shaming myself, you know, a lot of people don't ask for help, but that was not the case with me. I was asking for help. I was vocalizing what I was feeling inside, but, um, how did your partner react? Going to be okay. How did your partner react to this? 
very badly, mm. <laughs> very badly. I felt I was so alone in the world. Even my own children, I uh, was so alone in the world. Um, that's why I just didn't want to be here. And those are the thoughts that was killing me inside. And from my perception back then, they were true, but was not really what was happening. So what happened with me was I kept getting hit in the head, hitting in the head. You know, it was so painful, so miserable that um, there were so many things that happened in my life, like um, a person who would show me the way, you know, but because I kept saying, I kept praying, okay, this is so horrible. This is so miserable. I want, and, and there came a time, talk about partner. I threw my rings at him. Like, that's it. I, I want to divorce. I can't do this. I can't oh, do this. Wow. I have nothing. I have nothing more to give. You know, that was my language back then. I have nothing else to give. I gave it all. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. Go away. And then I ran upstairs. I looked at the image of the sacred heart of Jesus. And I told him, you, you take this away. You take this pain away or take my life away. Wow. What a really low point in your life. Yeah. Yeah, so it was a powwow moment, like either take my life away or make this better. Hmm. He didn't take my life away, obviously. I'm still here. <laughs> but lucky for things, us. Yeah, lucky for us. Yeah. Things happened that, you know, one by one, little by little, I was shown the way. Hmm. So it, was there something that I did? I, I got mad, I got angry. Mm. very very angry because because that the, you know anger was the only way i could feel energized yeah. again well why anger 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 is a higher vibration than depression so when Correct. you are actually going through de- uh, depression and apathy that's you are the very very low vibration when you actually get angry that's a positive sign <laughs> that means exactly. you're raising your vibration so it, you know it sounds bizarre yeah. but it actually is it's a good sign that yeah it, now being it was a crazy eight it was I would go very very low and then connect myself through depression and then I would get really angry and and you know it was it was really a crazy eight back then hmm. so how what did you when you said things started happening what exactly happened what led you down to the path of your current um career then oh um well there was a priest so the same husband I threw my rings at <laughs> okay. he said get dressed like what part of get out <laughs> i want a divorce did you not understand <laughs> get dressed and so there, there's a part of me that that came back you know the 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 obedient the one who the people pleaser right it, mm. it came, there was the angry part i'm, I'm telling you that's how i it, it ties in with with mm. how i started this so many parts of me um showing up and so that okay but you know what's the point i, I don't want to uh be there for your family and pretend that we're okay because we're not okay mm. so i just stood there in the back of the baptism you know there was a baptism going on i just took pictures i saw him with a priest took a very nice picture of uh, my husband and the priest in the middle of the aisle then all of a sudden the two of them came to me at the back of the church I'm like, the hell? (laughs) They were talking about me. And then the priest blessed us, you know, for uh, our six-month marriage. And 
the same priest though who blessed us a few like i i did what he became my spiritual director mm. this priest so i was able to reflect back on life and you know okay i'm gonna do this and he was a sign for me because a man of cloth talking to uh, a version of myself that I was, you know, a sinful, right? Because we were not married in church. Okay. So so finally we're, we're blessed in church. Okay. You know, so th- a lot of that guilt was, was eating up, eating me up inside back then. I didn't know it at that time, mm-hmm. but it was. So, and then from then on, after a while, I asked for, I made a confession and I asked for forgiveness. And he said, no, he refused me absolution. Okay. You did. Because of the same reason, you know, uh, because we were not married in church. We were married in a beautiful park, mm. uh, Cinderella theme kind of, you know. Uh, but, um, and I refused to annul my first marriage. I refused. I, I, I didn't see the point of it. Mm. A lot of people have explained it to me, but I'm not going to bastardize my children. Mm. It was It was a legitimate marriage that didn't work out. Hmm. So why would I bastardize that just so I could marry this? Of course, of course, it makes no sense. There's no logic to that. I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop. So anyway, when he said that, of course I was devastated. You know, I'm not, I can't give you an absolution. I, I kneeled down uh, inside the church. There were other people because it was a Lenten season back then. And then I was sobbing, I was crying. I was giving my heart out to God, you know, because all I want, ever wanted was to be with God. You know, that, mm-hmm. that that's all I've ever wanted my whole life, even to now, to just be with God, unified with God. And then I felt this warm presence from behind me, just warm light. And, and it made me cry even more. But I felt embraced and mm-hmm. enveloped in this radiance. And it was so beautiful. I, I was I was lifted up and sobbing at the same time. I was lifted up and sobbing. And I felt the presence of God with or without the priest. Wow. And so from then on, I went to another church, another Catholic church that taught centering prayer. Mm. And lo and behold, centering prayer is exactly the same as transcendental meditation. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Because you know why? My sister, who's doing the transcendental meditation, and myself doing the centering prayer, we were exchanging resources. He was intro- she was introducing me to Deepak Chopra and the Eastern gurus, and I'm introducing her to Father, he's my hero, and I'm forgetting his name right, okay. Father Keating, okay. Thomas Keating, Father Thomas Keating. And Father Thomas Keating's teachings are very much alike, but more Christian version of the Eastern philosophy. Philosophy mm-hmm. is like, and to wow. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Go ahead. 
I'm just saying that there's a, because a lot of them are, I always say it's a, it's a different path to the same destination. That's what religions are. So they, there's a lot of overlap. There's a lot of overlap between Christianity and Islam and Hinduism and, and, um, and uh, well, the first three main Christianity, um, uh, Judaism and Islam. And then there are obviously traits from Eastern culture, which is Hinduism is coming from there. So they would be. So that's a long answer to your question, how did I become an awakening coach, a soul-powered executive coach, is this. Mm. You know, I had to transcend Christianity, religion, Catholicism, and really unite with the, the source divine. of all that is. Energy, yeah. and, and, and see the different religions, too, um, doing the same thing. But then, again, at some point, you have to go deep within and connect with the source yourself. I love what you just said. I absolutely love it because I, I, I'm a practicing Muslim. And I say practicing and I emphasize it, even though I don't wear hijab and, and so forth. And the reason being, it's my connection with devices energy and it's pure. And, you know, some people may think, oh, she's not practicing enough. Other people think, oh, she's too, you know, she's too into it. It doesn't really matter. This is my unique relationship with my God. It's very personal. It's very unique to me. And... But when I teach, I teach from the same place you do, which is above all religious, uh, you know, beliefs and so forth. And therefore, I respect and I actually encourage people. I don't care what you believe in, as long as you believe in something. That's that's what I say. Um, but you rise above the different the differences between the religions. And actually, if you, if you ignore, if you just cite up the differences, there's so much overlap and there's so many similarities between them because they all are teaching the same thing, which is build your connection to divine source energy. You, yourself, and I, you know, me, myself, and I am nothing if I'm not connected to divine source energy. And what yes. name I give that divine source energy, that's unique to me. That's unique to you. Instead of finding the difference, like you call him God and I call him Allah, instead of focusing on that, let's focus on what Allah means to me and what God means to you. Right. That's that's where we, you know, the commonality. And we find those similarities are so much greater than the differences. But unfortunately, as you've noticed, uh, for example, you know, this church saying you have to annul your first marriage in order for you to do X, Y, and Z. There are these things I find are what pushes people away from divine source energy, it pushes people away from God, because you have these conditions. You have to do this, if you do that, and if you do this before you can build a relationship with God. What a load of cops work. It's not true. You know, it's not true. God is present yeah. equally everywhere. God's omnipresent. He's he yes. or she, whatever you want to call it, God is present everywhere all the time and therefore the time. i can build my relationship with my god anywhere at any time you know mm -hmm. so that and i and this is why i love that you you know you were able to rise above the 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 low egotistical impression or you know versions of god and and were able to build a connection so so then but then that was your personal journey how did you go from you know having that feeling being able to become a coach and guide for other people to do the same how did that how did that transition happen well, I hired a coach too, right? I, I wouldn't go to, I didn't go the therapy route because my sister were, went to therapy and, you know. Uh, therapy is honestly, <laughs> it's just, it, you just, you're just throwing money away for years and years and years and getting nothing in return. Yeah. So yeah, yeah I, 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 I know people who are on Prozac and they just numbed yeah. their feelings yeah and we need the, those feelings we need the feelings we need to connect with our humanity to be able to so 
your question is how? Yeah. Um, how did you, you know, how did you go from, you know, this personal journey of yours to becoming yeah. a guide and a coach to help other people do the same? So I hired a coach to coach me, but it didn't go deep enough. You know, well, I've already done that. I've already achieved. I've already went the, you know, I was a single mom for a very long time and I was able to, to bring to the table all of me, but then it was not all of me yet. Mm -hmm. So, so I took all the trainings to help me out. I was my first client Mm -hmm. and it wasn't to become a coach. I went through a lot of training, NLP, coaching, awakening coaching, all different types of coaching training to help me out. Because when I ask for someone to guide me, it they didn't go deep, 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 deep enough. It's surface. It's mental. It's about strategy, strategy, tra- strategy. If strategy helped, why am I still miserable? Why was I still in soul anguish? It's it's a spiritual depression that I was going through, not just the clinical depression, but they they look alike. I'm telling you, they look alike. But I could have gone and, you know, popped a pill and still be miserable. Mm. That's my belief. That's my belief. And I stand by that because I have helped so many mm. that said, Tess, I've been in therapy for 20 years, sitting here with you one session, really unraveled so many things. And that was the magic that I experienced myself with mm. other mentors you know, with, with my coach trainers that was able to help me look at, look at the bigger picture. Cause I'm a big picture person, you know, connecting the dots. That's me analytical. That's, that's me in accounting, right? That's me tying the ledgers, making sure they're balanced and <laughs> tying all, all the pieces together. They're, they're balanced and reconciled. And so I was looking at my own journey of healing from that perspective too. And when I felt the transformation, when I could smile in the mirror again, when I can say, oh my God, you are beautiful, Tess. Oh my God, you're fantastic. When I can really come from that space, I said, okay, it's time for others to know about this work. What a beautiful journey, Tess. What a beautiful journey. And I, as you've spoken about it, I've gone along this journey with you and experienced it with you. And I I totally agree with you. I mean, I'm glad you said this, that I was my own client first before I was able to help others. And I think that's really, really important because at times, I mean, I'm in the money mindset space and I find there are a lot of, there are, when I first started, there was hardly anybody back in 2017. Now there's, you know, every other person has gone to the money mindset sector, uh, which is fine. There's there's more than enough people, uh, you know, work for everybody. It's not, there's no competition. But what I find is when I was, when I first started out, Nobody could help. And then I don't think even people do the same kind of level that I needed, the kind of help that I needed, the traumas that I had to deal with. Because a lot of the time, people are focused on the strategy, on the mindset, on the NLP techniques. And I did NLP, by the way, and I found it, it's great, but it's like kindergarten stuff compared to the other work that you do afterwards. So I, you know, when you want to go in deep, I think you have to be your own best client. You have to mm-hmm. be. And if you can't help yourself, then you can't help anybody else. And therefore, you have to work with yourself, come at the other end and maybe get a mentor if possible. You know, because I, I I mean, I have to say I do believe in mentors and I do have an energy healer who helps me. 
but she helps me an element of me, not the totality of me, if that makes sense. There are certain things that I can't, it's like me, I can watch the rest of me, but I can't watch the back. So I need to get a loafer or something for the back of me. So you need someone to support you a little bit, but a majority of the work, especially if you are going to go and help other people, you have to turn inwards and find out. And if I hadn't done that test, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't be talking about toxic money or savings or debt the way I do. It's because I experienced it. I've been there, done that that I'm able to help others. And that's exactly what I see for you. You've experienced the pain. And from the outside, people would think, well, you got you worked 30 years and being an accountant, you're a finance director of a big, massive company. Why the hell do you want to leave? People are working the backside off to get to where you want to be and you want to leave? You're so ungrateful. You're so... That's exactly what I heard. <laughs> I, know, I know. I can imagine the kind of things they will say to you. But yet it's not your calling. It's time. It's, it's the universe telling you, no test. You've done all you can here. It's time to move on. Let's go elsewhere. That's where the yearning came from. And that's where the pain pushed you from here to there. And I loved your journey. It's been an absolute um, eye-opener to see what you went through. But only those who've experienced it would actually understand the pain that you went through. Anybody who um, has experienced that kind of block or, you know, burnout, they would say, what's that all about? What's, you know, you know, why, you know, you've got everything under the sun. Why are you being ungrateful? And that's, Mm -hmm. it's not about being ungrateful. It's about listening to your higher calling and having a life that means more than just, you know, food, water and shelter. But on that note, um, Tess, tell us, um, you know, where can we connect with you? How can we find you on the internet? (laughs) Yes, uh, the best way to get a hold of me is through my email, Tess at TessVergara.com. You know, just if you resonated with any of this, I would love to hear. Shoot me an email, Tess at TessVergara.com. Or just go to my website at SoulPoweredLeaders.com. SoulPoweredLeaders.com. Because I really believe that they may try to squash our spirit belittle our minds, you know, and and numb our feelings and make us feel like crazy. But it's time. It's time for our soul-powered leaders to rise up and shine because we can no longer deny our soul. Wonderful. And if you're listening to us on the podcast, the links for Tess will be in the show notes. And if you're watching us on YouTube, then down below in the description section, we will have her details too and her links to go check her out, go click on her website or drop her an email and do connect to her. She's amazing. And let's see how she can help you to find your purpose. Well, Tess, thank you so much for being today here on Friday Future. We will have to have you back for Money Talkies. And um, But today, thank you so much for being such an amazing guest. Thank you so much. Yes, so good. So good to talk to you, girl. Thank you, Tess. And thank you for listening to me and Tess today on Friday Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day abundance mindset makeover workshop, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in the next workshop. And if you want to learn about the spiritual laws of money, then go and get my book, Laws of Money, from www.lawsofmoney.com. 
Until the next time we meet, this is Girl Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now.